And welcome to another episode of Sports Biz from an agent's perspective with your host, Zila, a.k.a. Chester Mbekela. And I'm coming to you live all the way from a chilly, chilly night in um, near Tokyo, Japan. Um, I'm actually living out in Fujisawa, which is about 30 minutes from the city center of Tokyo. Um, but I still consider it Tokyo because I'm so close. Anyway, yeah, man, um, I hope everyone's, you know, had a great week. Hope everyone's well. Um, Yesterday, just a short story, I actually met up with a few of my friends for dinner and we were just catching up and, you know, just talking about life. And yeah, guys, you know, we're getting deep, you know, about where they see themselves in the next couple of years. Um, Because, I mean, we're, we're dudes in our 30s now, so we're pretty much, our conversations are a bit more deeper than you know just talking about random shit like you did in your 20s you know when you were with your mates it's a little different now so yeah we're just having you know just conversations about life and moving forward um and just taking that step up to the next chapter basically but anyway i don't want to get too deep into that but it was it was just good seeing the guys and especially after these whole lockdown and you know and things going back to normal, then lockdown again. It was just kind of nice to just catch up with friends over a nice dinner. We went to this place called Torikozoku. Um, it's like a Japanese, um, I don't want to say restaurant. It's like a chill place because it's rowdy in there. Um, but they serve good food, you know, amazing food. And I mean, the guys were knocking back a few. They were drinking the beers. I don't drink alcohol. So I was just having, you know, I was on my ginger ale and yeah, we were just catching up, man. Really awesome times. I think if there's one thing this freaking COVID um, has taught all of us is just how to appreciate um, human interaction, you know? So yeah, it was good to catch up with the guys. All right. So anyway, um, today is our 13th episode, 13th episode, man. And um yeah, today we're going to talk about football, talk about soccer, and just, you know, developments that have been happening within FIFA, uh, but we're going, to, we're going to dive into that a little bit later. For now, I want to run the promotion of our online platform, our online social media platform, Limitless Athlete Membership, all right? Limitless Athlete Membership is an online social media platform where athletes, coaches, and teams can connect right by going on this platform you can create a profile which will uh, contain images and if you're a player video footage of yourself displaying your talent and if you're um, a coach you can also upload footage of you giving um, coaching sessions and in this way you'll be able to market yourself to clubs all right it's very important that when you create a profile you make sure that your contact information is on there. Same as a club, when you create your profile, please include your logo and make sure that your contact details are on there so that players and coaches can get in touch. All right. On this platform, we don't charge any commission um, for intermediation or anything. All right. We let the players, coaches, and teams actually connect and interact on their own. All right, so use of this platform is 100% free. 
Signing up is 100% free, okay? The only things that people can pay for is when you want to upgrade to either the super Superstar Football Package. Um, and if you're on the rugby side, if you want to upgrade to the um, rugby player package as well, all right? Those are the upgrade packages that are available. But otherwise, other than that, if you don't want to upgrade, if you want to use the simplest uh, plan possible, it is absolutely free, okay? And the website to this platform is www.limitlessathlete.net. That is www.limitlessathlete.net. All right. We also advertise club um, vacancies and positions. So clubs, please get in touch if you want to advertise. If maybe you're looking for a striker, defender, midfielder, or even part of the um, management staff, for example, physios, um, and any other positions available, please get in touch with us. We do advertise for clubs as well. You can check out our current um, advertisements for different um, regions, Europe and India, and wherever else. It doesn't matter where you're from, you can advertise with us. That is the beauty of Limitless Athlete membership. All right. And then for players and coaches who want to improve themselves away from the field, you can actually sign up to take the online digital marketing course that we offer on our platform. And when you buy this one-time um, digital marketing online course, you can learn skills such as web designing. You, know, you can learn how to design websites, which is quite an important skill in this day and age, in this digital era. You can also learn uh, skills like social media advertising, social media marketing, social media content creation. Again, this is an important skill based on how useful of a tool social media has become. You can also learn search engine optimization, also an important skill, which allows you to learn how to make sure that your website ranks highly on Google. You know, there are so many websites on Google right now, and being able to have search engine optimization skills will allow you to be able to make your website um, you know, easily accessible or easily found by people looking for you know, products or services in your industry. By ranking highly, Google will make you um, basically, how can I say, by ranking highly, you become an authoritative figure in your industry. All right. So that's how it is. So that's why we encourage learning these skills. And digital marketing is at an all time demand at the moment. Additional skills to that as well. We also teach um, how to build websites with streaming platforms because video content has also become such a trendy skill. And it's also quite an in demand skill. We teach um, people how to basically or learners how to build a website and add a streaming platform. So you could actually literally create your own Netflix. You could actually create your own YouTube. All right. So those are the skills that we offer on our digital marketing online course. If you want to check it out, you can actually check out the demo, which is also on our um, social media site. You just scroll down on the menu tab and you will get to online digital marketing demo. Click on that and you can watch the demo uh, promotion video and you can actually watch a demo um, course 
It's a sample course. All right. So I wish you the best of luck and I encourage you to sign up on our platform. It could change your life. As an athlete, it could change your life also for life after sports by learning these simple skills. The future is here, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the tech revolution is here. So I encourage you to learn as many tech skills as you can if you want to survive in the current um, technological environment. All right, so that is our promo for um, our online platform, our social network platform. And yeah, man, we're just excited and we hope you become a member. All right. Okay, so now let's move on to our topic for today. And our topic for today is actually to do with agents, you know. It was recently announced a couple of days ago, um, I saw this when I was on my LinkedIn, that FIFA is thinking about, it hasn't been confirmed yet, so don't take my word for it, but they are thinking about bringing back the global um, agents exam. Okay, so what that means is basically that what FIFA is thinking of doing is bringing back the old licensing system, which they actually had um, prior to 2015. All right. It was abolished after 2015 because there was just too much corruption going on and they just wanted to basically regulate the whole process um, a little bit more. So they created the whole intermediary system. And what this meant is that every single um, football region became in charge of making sure that, you know, football agents or soccer agents, if you want to call them, that are operating in that region are registered um, to be able to, you know, to connect with clubs and to be able to organize, um, you know, and make deals, basically. Now, the limiting factor about this intermediary system was that it meant that only people that are registered with that football market were able to connect with teams. So an example of that would be because I'm not a registered football agent in England, I cannot now pick up the phone and call Manchester United or call Arsenal or call Chelsea or Tottenham Hotspur or whatever club in England, you know, to try make a deal for one of my players that are playing in Japan. I can't do that. I'm not allowed to, all right, because I'm not registered under the, I think they call the Football Association, FA. Um, I'm not sure. I think so. Because I'm not registered with them, I am not allowed to reach out to teams, any teams for that matter. It could even be an amateur team. I'm not allowed to make a deal with a team based in the United Kingdom or based in England, basically, because I'm not registered to operate there. But now with the whole intermediary system, there actually are certain regions where you don't have to be registered. Or sometimes because you are registered in a close-by footballing nation, they sort of give you leeway to operate in that region as well. And I'll make an example, a prime example of the Singapore um, football market. So because I'm a registered soccer agent in Japan, I'm able to operate within the Japanese market and the Singapore market because, number one, in Singapore, they actually have a, um, an expansion team from Japan. I'll be read Niigata, Singapore. So I think that's why they give agents who are registered in Japan 
freedom to operate in there as well is because there is such a big um, Japanese population that's already there because of Albirex Nigata Singapore, because of the expansion team. So, yeah, it's, it, it's been, you know, you just learn how to maneuver within these markets. It's a very touch-and-go situation. So I think what FIFA has, you know, just decided is that they want to go back to the old system whereby they'll assign, you know, these tests to be organized in certain regions. For example, there'll be tests that are assigned to be taken um, within the EU market and the UK market. There'll be tests that are assigned to take place in, in Africa. There'll be tests that are assigned to take place um, in North America. And then there'll be tests that are assigned to take place, you know, within the Asia region and also the Asia Pacific or Oceania um, region as well, which, you know, always includes Australia and New Zealand. So I think they want to bring back that system so that once an agent is registered, you know, um, under FIFA, that will mean that an agent will actually be able to operate, um, you know, globally, <laughs> which is what I'm, I'm fucking all for that, man. I actually think that will simplify things a whole lot more um, because there really are some regions where you feel like you don't want a middleman. Um, you just want to go straight to the club. I think that's one of the beauty. Um, that's one of the beautiful points. Let me put it that way of, um, of taking this FIFA exam is that it literally will allow you to not necessarily need a middleman to be able to communicate with the club. You know, you're going to be able to just go straight to them and, you know, get in touch with them, establish a relationship with them and obviously market your player um, to them that, listen, I've got this talent um, and I really think you guys should take, you know, look at him. And obviously if they're interested, they'll do the deal. If they aren't, then they won't do the deal. Obviously, um, with all of this, there's always that gray area because you got to remember, in some countries, the language barrier will be a problem. So it will be a good idea to partner with agents. For example, I don't think a region like China will be very easy to penetrate as an agent because of the language barrier thing and just because of the, um, you know, the Chinese government. I think they make a lot of, you know, the, the entry, the ease of entry within that region. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think if you partner with a Chinese agent, um, it'll make the process a whole lot simpler. Same as Japan, you know, 90% of the football clubs here in Japan, man, they, you know, their mode of communication is Japanese. And that, spreads across like to all regions obviously with the j1 teams um because they've got a whole lot more international players that come and go within the structures they do tend to have someone who's either a translator or someone who can speak a bit of english so he'll be able to to basically maybe communicate with um the agent but most of the time, I promise you, and I know this from experience, because starting out as an agent, I had to brush up on my Japanese. You know, it, it really was tough because I came into the game thinking that, like I came into the agency game thinking that, oh, I mean, it's professional sports. I'm sure they know English, yada, 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 yada. Even if they do, 
you know. When you are approaching a club that that is not predominantly English speaking, I swear to you, it is in your best interest to learn the language, even if you're not fluent. Because by learning the language, it shows the team that you respect the fact that they're not English speaking. And when they see you trying, then they'll meet you halfway. I kid you not. I promise you this. You know this, man. <laughs> you know, I, I, I fucking promise, man. When you're dealing with a club that's not speaking English, the mere fact that you're willing to meet them halfway by uttering a few sentences in their language, I swear it goes a long way. Not only with Japanese teams, also in France as well. Now, I had the opportunity of living in France a couple of years ago as a rugby player. And I can tell you one thing as well. French people do not take kindly if you're going to approach them and just start speaking English. They will give you the fucking cold shoulder, man. They will literally ignore you. But if you come at them and, you know, you show them that you respect that the, the fact that they're in France and you're willing to try to speak a bit of French, they're the ones who actually, um, take, you know, they, they change the language to English. And they'll tell you, oh, I, I can speak English, but uh, only a little, you know. So it's just a matter of respect. And this is literally a message I'm laying out to, you know, any agent that's willing to come into the game from 2022 onwards is that don't come into the industry with a sense of arrogance that every single football region will be the same as the one that you're from. If you're a person from the West and you're trying to approach teams from the East, I promise you it's going to be in your best interest to do a bit of research about that football market before you make contact you know, and it's the same thing with America as well. I mean, even though America, you know, English is spoken in the U.S., but the way you approach the teams is not the same as how you would approach in every other single country. You know, American leagues are privately owned, number one, which means even if you're a registered agent, like, oh, sorry, agent, even if you're a registered agent, that does not guarantee that, um, you know, the teams based in the U.S. are going to want to fuck with you. You know, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to want to work with you. You know, so it's very important to build a relationship, number one, with the um, Players Association Committee. Because when you get in good favor with them, they basically provide you access then, you know, to the teams. Because if you just come in there as this foreign agent thinking that you're just going to swing your dick around and you know make demands and boast about the talent you have i promise you yeah, fuck you're gonna you're gonna fall face flat man flat on your face you know so it's about literally conducting the necessary research and if you can i think for markets like the u.s like the big markets u.s japan um, a lot of the European countries like France, England, and so forth. My advice is, even though you're going to have, you know, the, um, the leeway to operate in that market, I would suggest that you actually partner up with agents that are based over there because they know the market better than anyone, you know. And then by that, they're going to school you on how to move 
And then obviously, in a few years, if you feel that, okay, you want to go solo and you feel like you don't need the middleman anymore, then you can do that. You know, but at least you will have established relationships. You will, um, you will have built up, you know, relationships to be able to start maneuvering by yourself. But if you're going to come in as a newbie and think that you're just going to be, you know, the king of the world type of thing, type of mentality, it'll humble you quickly, man. Because the agency game, it, it, you know, this industry is about networking. It is about networking and just respecting the craft and just knowing that even though you hold talents here and there, you know, players here and there, still, it's important to make sure that you go through the necessary channels and you move in the right manner. Because if you get blacklisted, man, or if you get seen as, okay, this guy needs to be humbled a bit, then you're going to struggle you know, to close deals and stuff like that. So that's just my advice. With the big markets, seek partnerships while establishing your brand. And then once you've proven yourself and you've established your relationships with teams, then I think it becomes a whole lot easier because then, yeah, there won't be a need for middleman anymore because now you'll have established a personal relationship with the teams. You know, so that's what, that's actually what's exciting me about all of this is that, um, yeah, it's just the whole being able to operate globally, you know, and I think with the world opening up, um, it's going to be a, a good way to travel. You know, I was very fortunate that, you know, through rugby, I got to see, you know, quite a few countries. I got to visit quite a few countries for rugby and I'm super excited that, you know, this agency hustle is also going to offer me the same thing because I love to travel, man. I love to experience new cultures. I love to learn about um, just people and their history and the history of the place where they are. I enjoy stuff like that. So I'm very excited about, you know, what 2022 is going to offer for the agency game because I think FIFA has identified how this approach this whole global exam approach has worked for um, a federation like FIBA, which is the International Basketball Federation. You know, when you take the FIBA test, man, you're able to operate in over 213 countries. That's pretty, that, that's pretty much global, you know. And I think they've seen how FIBA is able to sort of regulate and control the, the player movement, the transfers, and also the transparency you know, of the transactions that once an agent concludes or is involved in a player contract, um, you know, agreement with a club, it's recorded basically by the federation so that the federation knows how much commission the agent took, how much the agent made from these deals. So it just keeps everything. It just gives them more of a control because you really do get dirty agents out there, man. You get guys that are just fucking in this... Um, to fatten their pockets. And that's always my thing, that if you're getting in this agency game, look, it's rewarding. It's rewarding. I won't lie to you. You know, the financial returns are definitely worth it and they are rewarding. But if that's your main goal for getting in this business is that, you know, you're just chasing money, you're not going to last long. 
you know, your greed eventually is going it's, to it's gonna fuck you up and it's going to get you kicked out. And that's actually another reason why FIFA has opted to go back to the old system is because some of these intermediaries that are coming into the game, it's guys that are uneducated about the business of sports and it's just guys that are just taking chances. You know, because now, especially in the countries where guys don't have to um, get registered by the Football Federation, you've just had so many guys walking around and calling themselves agents and just mishandling just so many things and taking money from young players and exploiting young players all because they're just walking around and saying, well, I'm an agent. You know? Other football federations have been good. I won't lie. The JFA has been spot on, man. Japan Football Association. It, like they said, when I was registering to become an agent, um, they said to me that, listen, as much as FIFA has stopped um, or as much as FIFA isn't conducting the tests at the moment, we are definitely making sure that agents that are operating within Japan are registered with the association and we follow the same type of like transparency rules that, are, that would be followed by, you know, FIFA. So I commend the JFA for doing that. And it's, it's literally kept, you know, agents in check. And it's literally made sure that we conduct business in, um, you know, in an orderly conduct, man, and in a morally way, which is good. I commend that. I really commend that. So, but I mean, like I said, the decision is still to be made. Nothing has been confirmed yet. But this will definitely be a step in the right direction, especially when it comes to weeding out, you know, uneducated agents and just chance takers, you know. Because <laughs> I've said in the previous, um, you know, podcast episodes that if there's two things I can't stand at the moment, you know, in this industry um, of the business of sport. Number one is scouts. I really do believe scouts are outdated. I really do believe that. Because there's social media now. As an agent, you can just tell a player, send me your video footage, and then I'll see if you got what it takes to make it in this league. So you ask yourself, is there really a need for scouts? And then the second one that I can't stand are these... Yeah, chance takers, man. These guys that are just walking around saying, yeah, I'm an agent. Meanwhile, they've got no accreditation, no registration, nothing. You know? So, yeah, if you're a young football player out there, man, be careful of these chance takers. And you don't have to worry because I do think, I do believe that FIFA will come back with the licensing and registration process where we have to take a global exam. I really do believe they're going to do that. Um, and I think, yeah, it's going to be for the greater good. You know, it's going to be for the greater good. But yeah, um, I think I'll, I think what I'll do is I'll do a follow-up podcast episode. I'll do like a part two of um, this podcast. So when FIFA does make the decision, um, I'll definitely get, you know, on here and I'll share, you know, my views and thoughts and what I think will happen, you know, going you know, forward with all of this. But, yeah, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, man. Just going to have to wait and see. All right. But anyway, um, this has been our podcast, Sports Biz. 
from an agent's perspective. Appreciate you guys for stopping by. Um, and, and, you know, shout out to the guys that are listening to the podcast, man. Um, you know, my nephew recently sent me like screenshots of, you know, people at his university showing love for the podcast. I fucking appreciate that, guys. I really appreciate it. It actually motivates me to go, you know, to go even harder at this. Um, I'm enjoying bringing out this content because I feel like for the longest time it's been needed. And I think what I enjoy the most is the fact that I'm not only bringing out um, soccer or football content. I'm talking about other sports as well. You know, I love basketball. I love rugby. You know, the reason why I'm here, the reason why this podcast is even fucking happening is because of rugby, you know, and rugby league. So I'm always going to be grateful to, you know, to, the, to that sporting code and to rugby league as well. Even though I didn't play as long as I wanted to in the rugby league sphere, but the experience that I got, you know, it changed my life, man. And, and it just, it added to my, um, you know, to my sporting knowledge you know, of the sporting industry, of the professional sports industry. So I'm always going to be grateful to these sporting codes. But anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, so back to these guys that have been showing love to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And yeah, look out for more content, man. I'm going to bring you guys more content. I plan on being a sports agent for a very long time. So expect heaps of content that's still coming. All right. So this has been your host, Zilam Bekela. This is Sports Biz from an agent's perspective. And yeah, man, signing out. Remember our slogan, we don't only talk sports, we lived it. Okay? Have yourselves a good day, a good morning, a good eve if you are in Asia. And yeah, take it easy. Cheers. Bye.